Our church, ICF Zurich, is celebrating its 20 years anniversary this year. And during that time, we never had a permanent home. Through the growth of our church and external factors, we always had to move location from one place to another. But this time is soon coming to an end. We are coming home. And we are so looking forward to this new chapter that we are living as a church. This new building will give us great facilities for our celebrations, great room for community, ICF college courses, and amazing room for our kids and youth facilities. If you want to be part of this project, if you want to get some information on this project called Coming Home, and maybe you want to support it financially, then please go to our website. You will get all the informations there. Thank you so much for your support. Bungee Jump ist nichts. Heute gehen wir Bergsteigen. Ich war doch schon auf einigen Bergtouren. Doch jede neue Tour fordert von einem extrem viel Mut. Denn du weißt nie genau, was dich erwartet. Doch wollt ihr ein Geheimnis wissen? Den Mut hole ich mir von da oben. I get my courage from up there. Sounds so dramatic, I like it. Hello, I like to be here. I love it to be here with you. As you know, or maybe some of you know, I love sports. And when I'm in a stadium, I love it when people do the La Ola wave. It goes all around the stadium. I know in Munich they love to do it. That's where Björn comes from. So that's why he's so full of energy, because he's from Munich. And he also loves the La Ola wave. And I would like to start just with an exercise so you're really awake before I preach. Let's do the La Ola wave, okay? Let's do it from, from the front to the back, and then we come back from the back to the front. All right? I need the first row, of course, and we start with a deep oh. Okay, that was, that was uh, I, I don't know how to say, that was not from Munich. That was not from Zurich. I don't know where it came from. Let's do it again, okay? Really loud until the back, okay? Oh, oh thank you. Very good. Give yourself a hand. That was, that was really nice. That's a good start. You know, I just love it because when you're on the stage and you can be the one who says, now we go up, you feel so powerful. Now I'm really... Uh, I just uh, bore you, I know <laughs> it's not about me now, but I want to have a life that has an impact into other people's lives. That's, that's why I do the Laola wave, okay? <laughs> When I thought about it, I was thinking about uh, a water drop falling down on the surface, on the water surface. And I want to be a guy who has a life like a water drop who falls down in a surrounding where God planted me. And I want to be someone who... who um, who produces ripples, that waves go from my life. Let's look at it in a, in a small video clip. There's a water drop falling down 
on a water surface, puff, and it produces waves. And as you know, you and me, we are called to be water drops who produce waves in our surroundings, in our environment where God planted you. You are designed to be the light. You are designed to be an influencer. Wherever you go, you are a game changer. Did you know that? The question is, in which direction you change the game? And um, it's better to change it, with, change it with good waves, with good vibes. This is what we are called to be. And uh, maybe this story makes you a bit sad because I um, compare you with a water drop. I mean a water drop that's really small. <laughs> but the Bible tells us a story about a woman who was really courageous. Her name is Hannah. And she was like you and me, just a water drop. But her life had an impact until today because her life was path-making, path-preparing for Jesus Christ. Did you know that? And um, it started very surprisingly. Let's have a look how her story started. I read in the Bible, the first Samuel, verse, uh, chapter 1, verses 2 and 7. Elkanah is a, is a man, he had two wives. The name of one was Hannah. The name of the other was Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. Penina would make her angry. Hannah cried and would not eat. So it happened year after year, each time Hannah went up to the house of the Lord. So at the beginning of her story is the despair of not having children. And this is a despair where you cannot do anything about it. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. And at that time, it was really bad for a woman because it, it was a status question. A woman without children was not blessed. So anyone in her environment knew or just thought they knew, she is not blessed. And it was obvious to everyone. The other thing about having children in that times was when you get older, it was your children who, who took care of you. So that was her, her way of, of knowing when she gets old, um, nobody is there. The other thing, every year, as the Bible here says, so it happened year after year, year each time they went to the house of the Lord. It was that all the families went to the house of the Lord for the sacrificial feast. They went there with the whole family, and every single year when she appeared there, Penina had one child more, and Hannah still had no children. And it was obvious to everyone. I could imagine very well. I mean, every one of us knows Christmas feasts. We, we, we have parties, and uh, uh, maybe it's not that you, you don't have children. Maybe it's different stuff, but, but if you have embarrassing things in your life, everyone will know it. Everyone will talk about it. And that was her situation, a family situation. Everyone knew. And the worst thing about it, her, the other woman, Penina, she derided her. She always mocked on her. She always said, ah, oh, look at you, you don't have children. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> I don't know exactly how many she had, it says in the Bible, but it was, I think, more than 10. So that was really hard. Did you know Hannah's story starts with despair? Sometimes we want to have an influential life and despair is the point where it starts and we don't like it. At least I don't like it. We want to have a successful life. But as far as I know myself, 
despair is sometimes the point where I actually only start to move because something doesn't happen in my life. I have wishes inside of me that, that don't happen and the despair makes me do something about it. And the question about um, success or not having success is where do you go with your despair? Let's have a look how Hannah did it. Hannah stood up after they had eaten and drunk at the party in Shiloh, and Eli, the religious leader, was sitting on the seat by the door of the house of the Lord. Hannah was very troubled. She prayed to the Lord and cried with sorrow. So the place of refuge Hannah chose back in this time was the temple of God. It was the presence of God. In her despair, she had to move. And where did she move? She moved in the presence of the Lord. And this is the place where we all can go to without despair. We all have despair in our lives, lives or we had despair. I don't know your situation. But the despair in Hannah's life, I, I know it from myself, from me and my wife. We had four years where we prayed and tried to get children and it just didn't happen. And we had many situations, even in our church, in the small group, where people um, just um, make joke, made jokes and they didn't know how painful it was to hear jokes about it. You know, it's a man thing to just say, hey, one, one guy said, hey, Michi, if you don't know how to do it, just tell me, I will show you. What a great joke, really. You just have to take life ammunition, you know, you just have to... All right. And maybe it's, it's two weeks back that the doctor said you don't have any life ammunition and you need a miracle if you want to be a father. You can imagine how, how painful it can be. And sometimes we don't even think about what we say. It's just choking around and people sit in their despair and they don't know where to go to with their despair. Maybe you know another situation. I know it from my life. Um, New Year's Eve. It's a wonderful party every time at, at midnight, all the couples unite and they approach their mouths and they do a toast and they have a great time hugging each other and all the singles stand somewhere on the walls just trying to, to you know, to, just to wait until it's five past twelve, uh, until the couples separate and then they go and hug and the, the party can go on. But it's a moment where for singles, their despair or their need just shows up in public for everyone. And uh, I know it from my life, um, it was not very young, but long, but for, for several years, it was also sometimes a bit painful. I said, hey, where, where is this woman? I didn't know that her name was Sarah and that everything was prepared. And that's the problem about our despair. Sometimes we don't know that everything is prepared. We think that God lets us wait because he has to prepare the blessing. But God lets us wait to prepare us for the prepared blessing. You know, despair is a moment where you just have to hold on to, where you have to choose the right place to go to. But God has prepared everything. He is maybe just preparing you to receive the blessing a few days later, a few months later, or maybe four years later, like our time, like our example with children. I want to do um, a little sports exercise, a second one with you. 
And I want to ask you just, just to stand up on your feet. And um, we are talking about positioning ourselves. So I compare you again with a water drop. You stand on your feet and you're a water drop. And imagine the movie we just saw, the water drop wants to impact the surface as hard as it can to, be, to, to produce the waves and ripples. So it's your job now to, to produce at least noise, not ripples on the floor, but try to produce as, as much noise and power to the floor as you can, okay? I count to three and then we do it all together. I hope your knees are well. <laughs> okay, let's do it. One, two, three. All right. You, you need some hang time, right? So I saw some of, you, some of you were really jumping even higher than me, so you, you have good jump, uh, jump legs, like frogs. So, does anyone have an idea to, Im to improve this? How can we improve it to have more impact? Yeah, to be higher, to position yourself higher. So, what would be the idea? Yeah, stand on your chairs. Come on, let's do it. It's church time. We are just in the Yonex, you know. We have a few... We have a few weeks until we are at the Samsung Hall and then we are not allowed to do it anymore because the chairs will be new and everything will be nice. So let's destroy the place now. Okay. All right. You stand on the, on the chairs and now we jump down and impact the floor as hard as we can. One, two, three. Bash. All right. Let's give yourself a hand again for a wonderful exercise. What we did here is, is a lesson in, in physics. Who likes physics? Okay, oh wow, congratulations. <laughs> I, I expected a few hands like it happened. <laughs> Normally if you ask, who likes languages? Oh, a lot more people, okay. <laughs> That's normal, you're, you're an average community. I'm sorry to say that, no. <laughs> I'm also an average guy, I love languages and physics were always a bit difficult for me. But so, what we just did was a lesson in physics. The higher you position uh, a body or also a water drop, the more potential energy is, is in this body and when it falls down it will have a higher impact to the surface. So when we want to position ourselves in our despair, we have to do it like Hannah. We have to go higher. We have to, to rise above our circumstances. We have to look out for a place where we are higher than we were before to have more impact. Hannah was hiding in the house of God. And maybe you have people around you in your environment who are in despair. Be the one who helps them climb the chair. Be the one who helps them hold up their arms so they can have a position that is higher than where they are at right now. As far as I experience in my life, sometimes in despair, it is so important to change position. And it's, it's actually the hardest situation to change it in despair. We get bored, we feel um, guilty, you, you just... The, the devil wants you to stay down. And he does everything that you don't seek the hidden at the temple of God. 
that you stay away from the presence of God. He tries everything to keep you from this higher position because he knows when you position yourself higher, your impact will be greater. So it is so important that we help each other to, to step higher, to lift up each other's arms so that we, if we are in despair, we can help each other to, to face God and get changed. And that, that was happened with Hannah. When she entered the house of God, she started to pray. And she prayed very courageously. And this is when heaven and earth unite. Prayer means that you, as an earthly um, human being, you meet the heaven, you meet God. That is so fantastic about prayer. Heaven meets the earth. Something happens there when we pray. And Hannah prayed, and she made a promise and said, O oh Lord of all, be sure to look on to tr the trouble of your woman servant and remember me. Do not forget your woman servant, but give me a son. If you will, then I will give him to the Lord all his life. And now, and no hair will be ever cut from his head. This is her promise. She promises God, if you bless me with the miracle, I will give the miracle back to you. And this is such a great um, example how she prayed um, courageously. He, she prayed and she said what she really wanted. And I hope that we are, when we meet God, that we are courageous, that we are people who pray, you make me brave on Sundays. And then when we face the presence of the Lord, that we can pray courageously like Hannah, that we say what we need, that we bring our despair to the Lord. And what happens there is the exchange. Hannah brought despair and what she got was faith. God gave her a promise. Eli came to her and first he meant she was drunk. <laughs> he wanted to kick her out of the house of God. And then, she, and then later when he realized she was really praying, he said, Go, go in peace. May the God of Israel do what you have asked of him. And he didn't even know what she had asked of him. He just said, he will give it to you. That was also courageous, brave guy, this Eli. And this is what happened. Hannah came in with her um, despair and she got a promise of God. This is the exchange that happens in the presence of Jesus Christ. He, he lived and he died on the cross so that our situations can be changed in 180 degrees. And that is so, so tremendous. That is what happens in prayer. When you bring despair, you receive promise and you are filled with faith. What also happens in, in prayer is that God gives you a, a job. He uses you. He wants to use you. What God had, he also had a situation. Eli was the old priest. And he was sitting there. He was really old. And his sons really did stupid things all the time. They slept with women. They ate everything people sacrificed. His sons ruined everything that he had built up. And he didn't do anything about it. And that was God's situation. So when Hannah came and she asked for a son, he knew her heart and he knew, I can plant a seed into her and she will be the, be the one who gives birth to a new generation of priests. 
So that's also happening in prayer. It's not just you bringing something and getting something from God. It's also God being happy about people to come and seek his face so he can plant his plans in you and you will carry it out and you will give birth to the miracles God intends to do. That is so awesome in, in prayer time. So let's be people who give God an earthly license for heavenly interference. I love this statement, I read it somewhere, I don't remember where, I think I have it uh, on the screen. Prayer is the earthly license for heavenly interference on earth. God gave us authority about earth. He said, be the ones who take care about earth. So when we seek the face of God and we ask him to move, he will take it very happily. We give him a, a, an earthly license to do heavenly things on earth. One of my despairs in the last weeks, um, I, I shared it with Björn. Um, it, it's that I sometimes feel like um, I'm in a cage because I, I want to serve people prophetically in the streets, in the small group, and sometimes I just don't feel like it. Sometimes I forget about it. Sometimes I'm not brave enough to do it. And uh, last week we prayed in the office and Björn had a, a picture for me that really encouraged me and he said, you are in a cage. And you're holding on to the bars in this cage, but behind you the door is open. God opened the door, so just leave the bars, turn around and walk out. Just do it. God prepared the miracle, so get ready for the miracle. That's exactly what, what uh, this picture means. And it encouraged me so much. What we have to do then is that we have to act courageously. That we have to do it. And this is also what Hannah did when she received the promise. What she said to Eli, let your woman servant find favor in your eyes. In other translations it says, keep me in your mind. I will be back. Do you know this sentence from Arnold Schwarzenegger? I'll be back. In the Austrian, uh, yeah, it's almost like the Swiss accent. So she, she says to Eli, I will be back. So she went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. The family got up early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord. Then they returned to their house in Ramah. Elkanah lay with his wife Hannah, and the Lord remembered her. So she was like a water drop. She, she raised in the right position. She got pumped with a promise. She got pumped with faith. And then she was falling down. And falling down as a drop means I am acting. I am, I am moving my feet. It doesn't help you a lot if you're a drop pumped and filled with promise uh, and with faith and everything, but you don't fall down. So that was Hannah. Hannah just said, keep me in your mind. She took the promise and it changed everything in one moment. She took the promise. She said, I will be back. And her face was no longer sad. The family worshipped. She started to eat. Everything changed and she slept with her husband. She did something to reach the destination. And this is what I want to do. So in the evening when we prayed, I came home and um, I wanted to have a nice evening with my family. And then suddenly, just all the time, 
the face of a guy who was in the Herbst camp of ICF came to my mind and I said, Sarah, I need to call him. I don't know what's happening. I don't know how long it's going to take, but I need to do this because I wanted to, to be a drop that falls. And I called him and when I called him, he was just laying in the bed, listening to worship music, going through the Bible. And he said, I feel so, so low since the Herbst camp. I can't even work. I feel like burnt out. And I was just looking for a word of encouragement and, and the, the Bible didn't talk to me. And now you call me. And I had a prophetic word. And it was so a great experience that when I started to, to let me fall in what God was preparing to do, I saw the waves that I could, could um, um, produce. And I had the word for him that God, that his job is to find two people like Moses who would lift his hands up, who would help him to, to be the businessman he needs to be, spiritually and physically. And it happened, and he wrote me back. It was so um, encouraging. It changed everything for him. And it's just a miracle that happened because I let myself fall as a drop pumped with promise. That's when miracles happen. That's when, when the drop collides with the surface. This is the moment where miracles happen. The Lord made it possible for her to have a child, and when the time came, she gave birth to a son. She gave him the name Samuel, saying, I have asked the Lord for him. So that, that is the proper translation of Samuel, I have asked for him. So when you let yourself fall as a water drop and you hit the surface, you will have Samuels in your life. There will be things happening that you can say, this is things that I asked of him and God gave it to me. This is moments where we want to, that, that's what we want to see, that waves start to ripple uh, the surface. Eight years ago, we prayed um, in the leadership. Susanna, maybe you remember the, the, the moment. It was at the house of, of a couple we, have, uh, in the, we had at that time in the leadership, and there were five couples struggling to, to, be, to be parents not having children, five couples. And two weeks ago, the fifth couple or the fifth woman gave birth to at least the first child. Every single family really gave birth to the children. This is so amazing. It came to my mind when I heard about the birth of this baby. It just came to my mind this moment um, about eight years back. And it, it's happening because it's a God. God is a God of miracles. And when we as drops hit the surface, we give birth to Samuels. And that is, that is our destination. Our despair can bring us to, to great destinations. That's so wonderful. What Hannah did, she kept the focus. And this is sometimes where we end the story. And I love the moment where she comes back to the house of God. She, she gave him milk, I don't know the right word in English, uh, until he didn't need it anymore, more. breastfeeding, right? She, she stopped breastfeeding. Um, some people say it's about three years old when she stopped it. And then she brought him to the house of God. He, she handed him over to Eli, a three-year-old boy. And she just let it go. 
She, she brought the miracle she had asked from the Lord because she had given him a promise. And this is the moment where for God also the drop hits the surface. This is the moment where his miracle is starting to happen because she was faithful to God. And sometimes we forget about it. We start to focus on the miracle instead of keeping the focus to the one who gives the miracles. So when we, realize, when we experience miracles, it's still the same focus. We have to position ourselves face to face to God. And then miracles can go on and happening on and on. And the second thing they did, they worshipped. And in the Bible you find the, the song of Hannah. It's a long song where she gives praise to the Lord. And um, actually she was like a prophetic figure for, for Mary. Because Mary also gave birth to a son that changed everything. That was a new generation of priests. Jesus Christ is a new generation of the high priests, the firstborn in a new generation. Like, so when we see it, Hannah, Hannah was a prophetic figure in the Bible for Mary. And she, she wrote a song about the Lord of miracles. And the same thing did Mary years after. She wrote a song. And in between, there was a song of David, and David was the king who was, was anointed by Samuel. So you see the, just the path of blessing that could take place because of this one woman who started to place her despair in the right position. Tonight, I want to do a prayer time with you. We have around 10 minutes, and I just don't want to talk only about it. I would love to, to, to meet God together with you, that we to position ourselves, that we, position, that, that we place our despair in the hands of God and we, that we can get pregnant with Samuels, maybe even physical people who really want to be pregnant, maybe pregnant with other miracles. And we do that with the prayer in waves because it, it fits so perfect to the picture of a drop. The prayer in wave starts with the first wave. I start to pray for myself, for my needs, for my despair. I place it, I bring it to the Lord. The second wave will be that we pray for our family and our friends. That's the second wave we produce. Then the third one, we will pray for our church. That's like our spiritual family. ICF, if, if this is your church, maybe you come from another church, you can pray for, for this church. And the fourth circle, we take the fourth and the fifth together to make it a bit um, shorter. We pray for friends in our environment who don't know the place where we can go to, who don't know Jesus, who don't know that there is a place for their despair. And we pray that we can be uh, carriers of light. I would like to do it in the following way. Let's stand up, stand up to our feet. Maybe you have friends next to you and you're ready to pray together with them. Maybe you want to be the one who prays alone, then do it. You can also walk around on the sides. And let's start with the first wave, the first circle, my personal life. And, and for this circle, I just want you to be alone by your side, by, by yourself. Just uh, focus on Jesus. Remember what Hannah did. She left the people behind her. She didn't fight. She didn't seek hidings in people's arms. She went to God.
And the first time we pray is, is your time with God, that you can place your despair and your wishes in his hands. Father, we position ourselves this evening. We want to rise above our circumstances. We don't want to have a look on the left and the right and what people say about us, what should be right and should be wrong. We just hide ourselves in your presence. And Jesus, I place my despair in your hands. I place my wishes in your hands. I place my experiences in your hands, my disappointment. And I thank you that today is the moment where you give encouragement. And I ask you, Lord, to just release faith, promises, truth this afternoon. Instead of death, you give life. Instead of despair, you give faith, Jesus. I pronounce it this afternoon over every single person. Where we are disappointed, you give us new faith. You give us new power to trust people. Heal our hearts this afternoon. I ask you, Lord, to just put promises in, in the, the hearts of these people here. Maybe it's Eli's who are left on, on your right side. And God can put promises in your heart for people who are next to you. We just seek your face, God, because it's the place where we want to be. We want to position ourselves higher to get more energy. The second circle, what we pray for is our family and our friends. Maybe you have your family here, maybe they are far away, but still what you can do is you can pray for them. And God knows everything. Maybe you are looking for friends, maybe it's for, for you it's not easy to talk about that subject of finding friends in Switzerland. Bring it to Him um, and let's pray for friends. Let's pray for those we have, for our family. You know what your family needs, what your friends need. And let's do it, let's stand together now for this. Just stand together and bless each other, bless each other's family. You can also pray alone if you want to.
I'm gonna keep you exercising this afternoon. I just had the idea that all the men stand on the chairs now and women can pray for the men. Let's do that this afternoon, that we, we position the men on the chairs. And what we mean by doing that, we position men higher than their circumstances. We pray that God will bless the men in our family, families, in our friendships. Men, are you ready to climb the chairs? Let's do that. And all the women, just bless the men. Father, we bless every single man in this room that they can be men who carry the truth of God, that they can be men who carry the power of God, that they look on you, not on the left, on the right, that they are not men who try to please people, but they are men who, who try to please you. We position you, every single man, in the presence of the Lord right now. And we ask you, Lord, that you will speak to them, that you will fill them up like big fat water drops so that they can be carriers of the kingdom of God. We bless you that you will receive God's kingdom right now when we pray. In the exact area where you need it the most. We say, Jesus, break through all the walls that are, that are in the hearts break through everything the enemy tries to build up in their lives. We speak, those walls shall fall down right now. And God will build this man in a supernatural way, in a new way. Amen. Let's change positions. We men, we lift you women up this afternoon because we know how valuable you are. For us here, for your friends, for your families, and for God's kingdom. I bless every single woman in this room. You are so valuable, you are precious. Even in your despair, God has an open ear for you. And I ask you, Lord, that you will put promises in their hearts right now. And we also bless you that you can be carriers of God's promises, that you can be carriers of Samuel's, that you will receive Samuel's right now in the name of Jesus, that you will be people who bring God's kingdom in their environment in just exact the way that God gave you to do it. You are special, you are unique. There's only one woman on this whole planet that is like you. And that is on purpose. Even if your story starts in despair, you have a great destination. We bless you in the name of Jesus. And we honor you, all the women, as men. Amen. Let's build groups now for the next wave. And this is the wave of the church. And I would love you to, to pray for our last laps we go until we are coming home as a church, that we can be united as one, that God will provide us with all everything we need, some money, 
that is left more people who volunteer, who, who, who start to build up the new teams, that we can have a victorious start at the new Samsung Hall. And let's also pray for Susanna and Leo, our senior pastors, the leadership, whatever you comes in your mind. Jesus, you are our foundation as a church. You are the beginner and you are the one who will be at the end and the fulfilling of everything. And we pronounce that over ICF Zurich and all the locations, over the whole movement, you are the reason why we are here. And Jesus, bless us. Bless us for the next laps we go. Bless us for, for, for to, to have arms that are reaching high, you are our provider, God. We ask you that you provide us with the money we need, and with the volunteers we need, with the power we need. You provide us with wisdom, with all the wisdom we need to organize, with everything we need. And we bless our senior pastors, Leo and Susanna, Stefan and Simon, in your name, Jesus. That you fill them up with, with something new that we can, like when we move from one place to the other, that we can leave something behind that we don't need anymore as a church in the, next, in the next chapter where we go to. And I ask you that you start it with Leo and Susanna, that you bless them, that you place the Samuel in their hearts that will, that will be born at the Samsung Hall and the, the new chapter of ICF. And use us, Jesus, when we stand here and pray for the church, we say, we are the church. Use me, Jesus, to build your church, to build your house, to make it the most beautiful place in this city of Zurich, the most shining place that when people are in despair like Hannah, they will walk to our church because they know this is the place where God lives. This is the place where we can have encounters with God. Make us this church, Lord, that will be a hiding place for the world in every situation. And this is a big thing we ask, but we ask it because we really want, we want it. We know your heart, Father. You want that every single person on this planet will be saved. And we say, use us, use us. And for the next and last circle, let's take, maybe you wanna take your iPhone and um, put, put uh, the lamp, and it's, it's like a symbol that we raise our light, that we are drops who will impact our environment, that we will talk about what we experience in the presence of God, that we'll be barriers of God's kingdom and bring it and tell people, tell our VIPs. We have the solution to every situation on this planet, not because we are the Christians, but because we know the hiding place. 
we know where to go to. And Jesus, this afternoon, we raise our lights symbolically. We say, Jesus, use us to lead people to the life, to lead people in the presence of the Lord. We want to be people who lift arms for others on our left side, on our right side, behind us, in front of us. Jesus, you saved us, and we want to be part of your plan of saving this planet, of saving every single person. I'll give you a moment just to pray for a few names, people you know by name, where you want to see God impacting their lives. Raise your lamp thinking of these people. Jesus, thank you that you are the Savior. And we pronounce it over every single person that, are, that is in our mind right now. You are the saving God. You gave your life so that we can have life, Jesus. And we place them in front of your face and we say, Lord, have mercy in their lives. Reach down, give them hope. Show them who you are, Jesus. And use us to bring this light into this world. Jesus, use us to enlighten this world, to be like Hannah, small water drops, but filled with passion, filled with faith, filled with the kingdom of God, and that we can collide with the surface of this planet and bring God's kingdom in Jesus' name. Amen.